Hello, welcome. Thanks for dropping into Time in the Studio. This is a podcast celebrating creativity, plants, and postpartum, and I'm your host, Sarah Marie Miller. I'm a clinical herbalist, multimedia artist, and postpartum doula. And whether you're into plants, art, caregiving, or seeking a deeper connection with nature, this podcast is your sanctuary for learning, growth, and embracing your transformations. Today's episode is a juicy chat with Missy Toy Oseas, and she shares some super helpful ways to avoid burnout and how to replenish yourself if you're running on empty. Missy is an energy healer and transformation guide, and she works with empathic souls all over the world to clear their limiting beliefs, trapped emotions, and other energy blocks so they can show up authentically as their whole radiant and worthy selves. She's on a mission to help others reach their highest potential by teaching practical energy tools and techniques and bringing energy work mainstream. If you're feeling stuck in life, love, or business, this episode is designed to remove obstacles. And a little life update, I started making pottery again. I am so excited and I'm going to have a shop update sometime this summer. So if you want to grab some elegant pottery and muted tones and with clean lines, uh, you can join my email list. Also, if you go to my website, you can get a free tea ritual download. That's at www.adazia.com. has some free tea recipes, a little idea of checklist for some ideas you could weave into a tea ritual and some writing prompts. And you can also get uh, some of my totally tea if you're interested. There's still a few bags left in my shop and it's a delicious blend of Tulsi, rose, cinnamon, godu cola, and a few of my other herbal favorites. It's a nourishing tonic designed to help with creative flow and focus and digestive comfort as well. So uh, you can pick that up on my website at www.adazia.com. And I shared it, some of the tea, in a recent botanical watercolor workshop that I did at Terracotta in Boulder, and everybody loved it. And we all just kind of like dropped in, drew these plants and flowers and everybody came up with all these really cool new solutions and ideas so it was a really fun class so you can also if you join my email list you can stay up to date with classes and workshops that I have Um, so I am loving teaching more it's been so fun Um, and yeah so without further ado let's get into it Uh, here we go cha 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 okay Missy, thank you so much for being here. I'm so delighted to have on the podcast today Missy Toy Oseas, and she is an incredible energy healer and has some really remarkable different offerings, and there's different ways that you can work with her one-on-one and in group settings. And I was introduced to your work, Missy, by listening to a couple other podcast episodes that you were on, and I just really resonated with everything that you had to say about energy and different ways of working with people. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm really excited to spend time with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm curious to start maybe just where, how you, where you've been on your journey, like maybe where you're at now and a little bit about how you've gotten there would be cool to know. Yeah. So today, so I work as an energy healer and a transformation guide. 
And I didn't grow up with knowing anything about energy. I come from a very, very practical family. Like you go to school, you do well in school, you follow the rules, all those things, which are great and amazing, but I hid like a lot of parts of myself. So when I was young, I could see ghosts, like I could see energy. I just like, I would be so afraid of running across my hallway. I remember there was a big mirror at the end of the hall and I'd be petrified of running across it to go to the bathroom, like at night when I was really little, like three or four, because I knew I could see things in there. So I know that my grandmother passed away when I was three and we have been very close. And then at her, at the cemetery, I was with all my family. And then I saw her, like I saw her, I've can remember to this day where she was, what she was wearing, exactly what she was standing next to a lion statue. And then I went over and I was talking to her and then I saw my mom and my aunties and they're like, what are you doing? And I could see the look on their faces. Mm. Oh, it froze for some reason. Oh no. <laughs> oh, are you back? No, I'm back. Oh, yeah, we're having, it's like a technical day for <laughs> me here. Fine. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I just, so we're still recording, but you were just talking about when your grandmother died and how you saw her. And as you were mentioning her, I just got chills all over my body and my eyes started welling. I don't know if you've experienced this, but oftentimes like when I know something is really true, it makes my eyes a little bit watery and I'll just get chills all over. So I just, yeah, if we can dive into that story a little bit again, I'd love to know more. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I saw my grandma, but I saw more the reaction on my aunties and my mom's face that made me say, oh, that's not safe or that you're strange. Like I had, even if, uh, though I was so young, I didn't have words for it, right? We're still always reading energy, even when we're young. That's why we pick up energy. I work with babies and the people different ages and we're always reading each other's energy, whether we realize it or not, whether we have words for it or not. So even though I was three and I wouldn't have been able to verbalize, what I read was it's not safe to show that part of myself. And so I think basically from that point on, I shut it down. There are other crazy stories where I saw ghosts, you know, later in life and things like that, but it really shut off that part of myself. I went on and, you know, I went to college in, in film and TV production and I worked for a long time in TV production and it was fun and it was, I loved it. And I think just over time, I kept having this nagging feeling like I'm not living my purpose. I'm not utilizing all parts of myself, even though I couldn't have named what that meant. I just, it was like an unrest, you know, just how you know, okay, there's something more. Mm -hmm. And so I think I wouldn't have even had necessarily the courage to get out of it, except that one day a director came to me and said, okay, Missy, it's time for you to move up. I'm going to help you. What do you want to do? I'm going to help you. Let's do this. And then out of my mouth, I was just like, no. And I'm like, not that kind of person really. <laughs> 
like, I have trouble saying no. So like, that's my work. But it just came out. And I knew that that was like my spirit. That was my true voice was saying no, that I don't want to do this anymore. Even though if you had asked me, oh, Missy, do you want to move on? Do you want to do something else? I'd probably say, eh, yeah, I would have hemmed and hot. But because I said no and so forcefully, and it kind of surprised me because it seemed a little bit out of character because I had a lot of conditioning around saying no and being polite. Mm -hmm. And it made me, though, think, okay, if that's my no, then what is my yes? Because I do believe we all have yeses and that we don't listen to our bodies because if we listen, we will know because we're a spirit with a body. And we, our spirit needs the body to be fully in the body. And that's how we take action. But that's also the way we read energy is through our bodies, right? We need to feel it in our bodies. And that's how we always know spirits always talking to us. That's like we get chills or what you just said earlier, like your eyes well up because spirit is telling you, yes, that's true for you. That's true. For me, it chills on my right arm when something's true. So I always know, oh, that's a yes. Or I can feel it like, oh, that's yes or no. And that's the work I think that we all do is how can we trust ourselves? So I had to go on a big journey of learning to trust myself, learning to trust my intuition, really coming back away from my conditioning to what do I really believe and know about myself. So I recommitted to my meditation practice. And then I asked every day for four months, you know, show me who I am. And it did. It worked because the universe, had. that's a law of the universe, that when we ask the universe a question, it has to show us the answer because we're always co-creating with the universe. We're always dancing with the universe. We always have answers. So just, you know, in my meditation, I did hear, like right here in my ear, it's like, you are a healer. And that was so out of context for me because I didn't grow up with any of that. And I could feel though, so going back to the body, I could feel it in my body. I knew it was true, but my mind took a long, like a long time to catch up with that because our minds are conditioned to believe certain things, but I knew it was true because I could feel it in my body. So so that just took me on a long journey and many miraculous things happened. Doors opened. I was gifted an energy healing course just with the promise that I pay it forward. And then just snowballed after that. And I just got out there and started working with people first for free. I started getting different certifications. I became super curious about, wow, how does this work? And it was you know, I took a couple years of just diving into all these different modalities just to learn. I think I was so hungry to learn something new. And then also all the gifts start opening because that's the thing is, I do believe we were all born with very specific gifts and talents. And that's what makes us unique. And the universe gives us those gifts so that it can express itself through us. So it wants to see what is it like to be an herbalist? Right. So but you have those gifts. I don't have those gifts. Right. I have other gifts. So I, the universe can see what it's like to be an energy healer. But we all have that. And when we use those gifts and talents, especially in service to others, it's like magic. It's like all the doors open. 
Oh, oh my God, so beautiful. Yeah, I love your story so much, Missy. And I can just feel, you know, I really resonate with so much of what you say because I just have that like curiosity and hunger yeah. to always keep learning and figuring out different ways to help people and help myself and be true to myself too. I'm curious if there was something that helped you overcome that conditioning that like you know saying like oh don't don't do don't be an energy healer was it just the persistence of your true spirit or the universe or were there people that kind of helped create that opening for you or how did that shift well it's i'm still a work in progress because and this is the great thing is so in my work with people, I've definitely found that whatever your greatest obstacle is, is actually your greatest gift. So I would say my greatest obstacle in my entire life I'm still working on is hiding because I, I learned early to hide, to stay safe, to be liked. I mean, there's so much conditioning in there. I'm Asian. I grew up in a white neighborhood. I mean, I had an amazing upbringing, but I can look back. Oh, I worked in film in the camera department, which was all men. So, so hiding femininity, there's so many times when I hid to fit in and then you become sort of like a chameleon. You can fit in like all these places, but are you, you're only showing people like a part of yourself, but going back to that is actually a gift because now that's most of my work is in helping people come out of hiding and, and remember who they actually are. So I love that even though it's an ongoing I don't want to call it a problem exactly, but an ongoing issue that I have to work on and heal myself. It is what helps me help others come out of hiding. So I'm sorry, where were you on your I don't know no, if I that question. No, just kind of tuning back into what you just said. I just think that is really powerful medicine and something to remember. Like our greatest challenge is often our greatest gift too. And I again, just really resonate with that because I started the podcast because I just felt like I was always kind of like, you know, told to like, be, be the nice girl, be quiet, do what you're supposed to do, you know, yeah. always, always be good. And so I was just like, I need to like be a voice for my truth and make space for other people to speak their truth on the podcast and connect with nature, connect with our creativity and flow and community so I just I really resonate with that and I'm so glad that you've gotten to this point of you know working through that and navigating that you know kind of I feel like we kind of get little tangles so I've been doing kind of parts work with my therapist where you kind of look at different parts of your body and have communication with different parts of it and so I've been noticing there's just like sometimes little tangles in the body where it's like has this, it's holding a story. And, you know, I think what you said about like our bodies speak and they, they know what is true. And I see that in so many different ways. Like people do it with like testing, you know, is this the right herb for me or whatever they'll do, you know, kind of different testing options to kind of listen to their body because the body does always know but, but yeah, I'm just kind of curious, like if there was a key that unlocked that door for you of starting to open into that possibility of your truth and that 
who you are? Like, was it meditation or was it a person you met or a book or something? I'm always curious, like what is that key? (laughs) Yeah. So actually meditation. So recommitting to my meditation practice really helps me. And then also learning about the world of energy, that we are actually energetic beings. And so diving into all of that and learning how to use my energy system, like the different parts of my energy body, how to use my system, and then doing the energy work that I do with other people on myself, right? Because I had to look at all the parts of myself that were stuck or that were preventing me from my authentic light. So another way you could look at it is if we're all a a lamp and we all have a light inside of us. And then over time, we get have like residue, like conditioning, family programming, even like ancestral beliefs, trapped emotions, all those things cover our light. And so then we have a lamp that's still shining, but you just can't see it as well. Or people walk by you or you're you have to work harder because you have to work even harder to like sh- show up and have your light shown. So really my work is to uncover that conditioning, like get rid of that residue, but I had to do it on myself first. Mm-hmm. So, and as we release this conditioning, it's just like, oh, wait, there I am, right? It's just like, if you have shades pulled down on a window, if you can pull it up a little more, a little more, a little more, we'll let more and more light in. And then it's not hard anymore to have light in your room, right? It's just there all the time. (laughs) I love that. That's so beautiful. It makes me think of there's this idea that artists are always trying to get back to the way that they saw the world as a child. And so it just reminds me of that experience with you, like able to like see this energy, speak with your grandma, like connect with the spirit realm and like our creative selves just want us to be in that light, you know, like without all the conditioning and the shoulds and should nots and guilt and shame, all the like, you know, cloudy stuff that gets stuck to our aura. Like, I love that you're just like kind of helping people to like wipe that free and you have to first do that work yourself, you know, because then you understand so much deeper how to help people yeah and i think it's ongoing but one thing that you said i totally agree is it's getting back to that age when we were much younger before that conditioning because that's sort of if you look at say a toddler or a three-year-old they know what they want Mm -hmm. right maybe they i don't know maybe they can't completely verbalize it or maybe they aren't you know maybe they're screaming about it but they know what they want right mm-hmm. and think of how many of us as adults like i don't know what do i want i'm stuck i'm this and that but if you look at a, a child like really age five and under they're pretty much there this is before too much conditioning they're still conditioning but they're pretty much who they are right and like a three-year-old like that's that's who we are. We want to get back to the much younger side of ourselves. Because when we come into this world, we're whole and worthy and powerful already. It's just we forget along the way. And I love how you were talking about the tangles. Like that, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's the work that I do. Like, where are those pieces that are, so you said they're like tangles. And to me, I would see them as like pieces of energy that might be like a limiting belief that is in your heart space and it says it's different for everybody but like i'm not good enough or this or that and then 
that's the work that we we do. So I look for the tangles and I find where they are exactly in your body and what they say, like, is it an emotion or is it a limiting belief or is it an ancestral wound or is it conditioning, whatever it is. And then what age you were when you trapped it or when you decided that was true for you. And then, so we get really specific in the work and we then release it. And I'll always ask you if you remember, you know, cause I'll have an age or something then we might take that time to talk about it. But even if you don't re recall it, your body is remembering it because it's all stored in the body, but our mind sometimes like, I don't remember it. So I work with a lot of people who don't, they say, I don't have any memories. I, I can't remember. And it's okay if you don't, because you're, that's my job. I'm communicating with your body. So we'll ask your body a question like, oh, why, what is the, so I'll ask like, what is the energetic root cause that you hide, right? And then your body will light up and it will show me all the reasons and it will prioritize. So there's layers of everything. So it will show me the first layer that needs to go. Mm -hmm. Show me all those pieces and then I will find them and then I'll talk to you about it. And if, if you can't recall, that's fine. We'll just release it. You might feel into the emotion of how maybe if that emotion is taken for granted, if that was an emotion, you might, we might talk then about how that emotion has showed up in your life. Because likely if you have that emotion stuck somewhere as a young child, more because like attract like, like attracts like. So more, you know, taken for granted will collect on top of it. And then that will become like a go-to emotion. So we might talk about that, but whether you recall it in your mind or not, your body remembers, that's why it's telling me, that's why it's prioritizing and saying, it's kind of like, wait, okay, someone's listening. Okay, this one, get this one, this one, and this one. And then she'll feel a lot better. That is incredible. I love just knowing a little bit more about how you see it and how you work with people and kind of like, working with those layers and also knowing that it's like an ongoing encounter it's it's interesting i just recently was drawn to do this training it's called it's called um dynamic body balancing and it's a type of craniosacral work but it's basically kind of what you're doing but it's physical so you're you just basically like hold someone's hand and see what way their body feels like moving uh -huh. or like hold their leg and see which way their leg feels like moving and oftentimes it goes back to these moments of trauma and just being present with the person and letting their body like move and be witnessed it like releases deep trauma and mm. working on it with babies babies oftentimes go back to their moment of birth because that's their big trauma and so they'll like have this you know, oftentimes, you know, if you do it with the parent there, they're like, oh, that's when the baby was like, you know, he was born with his arm up like this. And so he'll like be stuck in this pose for a few minutes. Like, it's just such interesting work to think of like how we can, when we witness each other, it can help heal these, you know, those tangles or those little like knots that don't, allow us to really shine our light fully. So I love, I love just knowing more about the work that you're doing. But I actually love what you said because you're postpartum doula, right? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know this until I started working actually with my daughter who has anxiety. And so I started working with my daughter and then 
kept coming back to like birth and I was or baby and birth. I was like, oh, that's so interesting because obviously I was there at the birth. <laughs> yeah. It was a traumatic birth. It was mm. like 30 out. Okay. It was a lot of things happen and mm -hmm. fine now, but you know, it was traumatic. And, mm. and the thing is what I ended up finding out is when I'm working with people, a lot of times the body will take me back to the birth, exactly as you said. And then we'll find like some trapped emotion. Usually it's one limiting belief or something like that and a trapped emotion or probably a couple. So for example, you know, if a client has anxiety, we might go back to the birth or the body will lead me to the birth and we'll find, you know, feeling fear, you know, panic, anxiety, unsupported, and then some kind of belief because the minute we come into the world, we're starting to learn, oh, okay, how does it work here? Like, what are the rules of this place that I just landed in? And if the first thing is the world is unsafe, mm. that is what mm. you reality on. And that's almost the beginning of anxiety. If we feel into it, it's this fear that I'm not safe, no matter what, like I'm just not safe in my body, right? My body's not safe. The world's not safe. And then that creates other emotions that attach onto that. And so I actually love working with babies because when we can clear out that birth trauma, it's pretty easy because they haven't accumulated years and years of it. It's just that birth. And then we can give them sort of a clear path forward. And we also should clear out the mom because the mom gets a lot of that emotion too. And the baby's coming out. They're also picking up the fear of mom or the mm -hmm. dog or the anything else in the room, especially mom's emotions because they're so tied together. Yeah. I mean, just thinking <laughs> of epigenetics, like they're learning that I think we carry at least 11 different generations of emotion from our ancestors in our bodies cellularly when we're born, you know? So it's like, just knowing that there's been so much trauma around the entire world in the last 11 generations. So it's like, if people are holding those stories in their bodies and they're not releasing, you know, I just think it shows a little bit of why the world is, hurting so much and there's there's this book that I read a while ago joyous childbirth will change the world and it's about this this birth center in Japan where it's just like sweet little like cave like rooms with yummy food and dark lighting and good music and women just go there and they birth and they don't off, they rarely ever need any interventions and it's because they feel safe like when mom feels safe it releases this hormonal cascade of like okay baby it's safe for you to come into the world and so then it's it's a dual interaction of mom and baby both doing work to like for the baby to emerge but thinking of hospitals with like when pregnant People need to be connected to all these machines, bright lights, all these sounds. Like they're oftentimes not allowed to eat. They're like dosed with all these medicines. Like it's just, it breaks my heart because I feel like just making birth gentler and a more soothing situation can transform 
this generation and all generations going forward of like, you know, the healing that is possible just from like a sweet supported birth. And I love that you're working with mamas and babies too to like help make that, you know, heal that wound because oftentimes you don't get the birth that you want. Like people have births and ideas of the way they want to have a baby and it just doesn't often happen the way that you want it to happen like sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't but I love just that idea that like there's always space to heal there's always ways that we can help to tend to what's already happened and proceed forward because I think sometimes we get stuck in our stories I'm curious if you see that with your clients and how you help them move forward like do they kind of get stuck in the story of what they've told themselves or yes and that's a lot of the beliefs because a lot of so beliefs and emotions are literally pieces of energy so the way I look at it is a belief we could believe it or not. It's just a piece of energy. If you don't like it, we can move it out. Same with when we feel emotions. So emotions, maybe it's an easier thing to talk about. So emotions, a lot of us grow up with, oh, anger. Say, ooh, that's, don't feel, you know, you can't show anger. That's a bad emotion. But really emotions, if we think of it more neutrally, they're just pieces of energy. So everything is energy. A thought is energy. You know, an emotion is energy. A belief is energy. Our voice, that's, energy that's a reverberation is a vibration of energy right our brain waves our heartbeat it's all a vibration so that actually means if our thoughts and our emotions are energy we can feel them in the body but then we can move it out and so that's that's a lot of what i teach too is how do we move energy out of our bodies or how do we how do we use it for for what we want instead of just being sort of unconscious about it how do we bring in what we want the energy that we want and how do we release the things that we're done with that don't really serve us anymore so that's a lot of the work that i do and then i think what helps a lot of my clients when they're feeling stuck in a story is we go back into the story and we see where did it originate and why and and this is twofold once so we can actually get that energy out but also it helps the mind make that connection like oh wait that wasn't even mine to begin with. So you were talking about epigenetics. So I had a really interesting client who had a lot of like things happen, like like kind of like attacks or burglaries, you know, things that were physically very scary in his life. And he's this great guy and it's just seemed like a pattern. And so I'm always looking for patterns because patterns, energetic patterns are definitely a clue like, oh, we, we need to go back to the beginning of that pattern. So I asked his body, why do these things happen? And it took me all the way back. I didn't know anything about anything. Like, and I'd rather not know anything about my clients so we can get a real read on it. But it said, oh yeah, you know, your, I forget if it was, but I think it was like his grandfather, but was in the Holocaust. So it, we could tie it all back to, all these emotions and beliefs that his grandfather and the trauma that his grandfather had in the Holocaust. So that lived on in his body and it kept on as a pattern. And then we just go back in and release it. And then I think just understanding that helped him see, oh, okay. Because a lot of times we think, oh, it's my fault or 
I did something. But when we can really distill it down to it's just an energy pattern, we can move it out. It doesn't matter whose fault it was, who this or what, we can just move it out. Oh, that's so refreshing. And it makes me think of you did a post recently on your Instagram, which I love. I want to talk about that in a minute too. But I, you talked about the idea of when you are wanting to shift a situation or if you have to work with somebody who is a little triggering or challenging, you do a series of like grounding and then thinking of getting into like a neutral state of mind and also playing with the idea of amusement. I'm curious if you want to talk about any of those things, grounding, neutrality, amusement, all of the above. Yeah, so these are energy <laughs> tools. So this is what I really like, this is one of my passions, is how can we walk through life? And especially a lot of people I work with, I bet a lot of people in your podcast or listen to your podcast are empaths or we, we're very sensitive highly sensitive people who feel a lot of the world. But what ends up happening is it's they learned maybe when they were little, like maybe they're very sensitive. They would learn when they were little, okay, I'm going to walk into the kitchen, but I need to read mom's energy to see her mood. It's before I walk in there to see if I'm safe. So we learn how to read energy. So we're not thinking about it, but we are doing it. So what we do though, is we take mom's energy and we bring it into our energy field and we go, oh, I see, okay, mom's mad. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my room. But then we leave mom's anger, whatever it was in our field because we all have an energetic field, our aura that goes out to our fingertips and it's like all the way around us. And this energy field, it either attracts or repels everything it's like an antenna, right? And it's in that aura is all of those things we're talking about, emotions, beliefs, and it's the filter through which we see the world. So really important is to know that we have seniority and authority over everything in this energy field. Like we have, that's our power is that we get to choose what's in there and good boundaries. So we know there's action boundaries, verbal boundaries, but energetic boundaries is really the energy of permission. Because when we give ourselves 100% permission to have all of our own ideas, beliefs, and emotions inside our energy field, and we give everyone else 100% permission to have all of their ideas, beliefs, and emotions on the other side of our aura, that energy of permission is the thing that creates good boundaries because we are not pushing or pulling energy. We're not trying to pull and get validation. We're not trying to push energy and make somebody agree with us. We're just sitting right in the center of our own energy field. And then the grounded part is we're always grounded right to the center of the earth. So the way I think of it, it looks like a hollow tube of light and it goes straight from our tailbone, our root chakra, drops straight to the center of the earth and it helps us feel safe and secure because it's holding us gently to the center of the earth, but it's also our energy drain and it's the way that all bodies, so plants, anything on the earth, plants, animals, humans, we all have one, whether we know it or not, we have an energy drain. And this is really important because it's the way we can release our energy, our emotions, other people's energy that might have gotten into our field 
in a way, I think of it as like a sink. So when I look at somebody, that's actually the first thing I look at. I look at their grounding cord when I work with you because it's like a, if we could think of a sink, if it's backed up because the drain isn't working properly, you have a sink that's full of old stagnant water. No matter how much you try to turn on that faucet and get new water, which could be love, abundance, opportunities, it's just going to overflow because there's no space for it. So we have to release what's not serving us to make room for what we want. So the key to that, just like if it was a sink, we would get a plumber or we'd do it ourselves and fix that drain. And then everything would start working properly. We'd have energy, com water coming in to the sink, sink would be full, and then the old stuff would go out. Same as our bodies, our bodies like that sink. So we want our energy always to be moving. So energy comes in through our crown and that's new ideas, it's our gifts and our talents, our authentic energy comes in through our crown and then moves through our body in a certain pattern and then flushes out the grounding cord. And we always want this energy flowing so we don't get stuck. That's how we don't get stuck is because we've set up our energy field a certain way. And then when we're with other people, if we're with somebody, maybe we feel like, oh, it's a little bit difficult, this person. It's really simple. Before we talk to them or see them, we just kind of sit there for a minute. It could take, be very quick. We just want to make sure, okay, we have a grounding cord that's working. It's big enough. I can see it. I can see energy moving. I know I'm connected at the crown, so I feel new energy coming in. And I can see, sense, or feel my aura and the aura boundary. So I know I'm safe in here. I have seniority here. I don't have anything to have to prove. I don't have to defend anything. It's just me and my aura right here. And then I set up an aura filter, which is on the outside edge of your aura. So we don't want to think of our aura boundary as a wall because then that will block love or money or other things coming in. But we want to set it up as a filter. So I set mine up as a filter. So on the outside of my aura and for me i just always program i kind of leave it at everything is happening for my highest and best good and then i just know no matter what's coming in even though i don't understand it it's for my highest and best good and it really brings my, my anxiety down because i just feel okay i don't have to understand it but i know i've set myself up energetically and i'm fine that's so beautiful I'm curious, thinking, it makes me think of when you talk about like the sink that's like overflowing with like too much stuff. I feel like I, I kind of resonate with that because I just love everything and it's hard for me to let things go sometimes and to know what I want to offer the world and what I what to focus on in my business and my creative practice so I'm curious if you have any ideas for like maybe just focusing on that grounding cord to release or like do you ever see like people that just are too full they can't let stuff go yes and that well we would actually ask your body why that's true and there would, there's going to be reasons why that is true for you but a way to take care of that also is about clarity, because when we're not clear, so there's a couple of reasons. One is we can, we can maybe not be clear because of divine timing. Maybe it's just 
the process of becoming clear. And that's fine too, right? We're not always clear. But if we're constantly in indecision or constantly not clear, that would signal to me that you have too much of other people's ideas, beliefs, emotions, expectations in your field. So you're having trouble differentiating between what you actually really want and what maybe other people expect of you. And in which case, and you talked a little bit about should, should mm -hmm. things. So whenever we hear should, like when we hear ourselves say, oh, huh, I should go, you know, see that friend, we want to stop. And that's like a big stop sign where we go, okay, should, there's a false belief in there because we want to ultimately come from a place where I choose, like I choose this, I choose that. That's like true freedom. But the shoulds is definitely points to conditioning or some kind of false belief. And then you can start to unravel it, unravel it by asking yourself, okay, I'm going to pause here and I'm going to ask myself, what lie am I believing about myself, others, or the world around me that's causing me this pain? Because when we feel I should, there's something in there that, because you feel it, right? Oh, I should go see this friend. And you're like, eh, like it's constricting. So your body's telling you there's something there that's not true because truth always feels light. And when I say truth, that's kind of a tricky word. What I mean is true for you right now, <laughs> true for you in this present moment. It's different mm -hmm. than the truth. It's like right now, what is true for you? And you will always know when you're really kind of set yourself up for success when your energy field is set up for success mm, that is so beautiful i'm it makes me think also about something else you've talked about is like the density of different emotions and feelings in the body and how they have different like ways of kind of impacting your body and your energy field like i'm curious like what those different densities and emotions is yeah. there anything you want to uncover there? Yeah. So there's a really great book that I love called Power Versus Force. Okay, actually, mm. so I'll show you. It's this book. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So this is a great book. It talks about that. So basically, and it, and it and it's how I see energy too. So when I tune in somebody, I can see, yeah, the density. I guess so, like the weight of it. If it's heavy and you all you can i'm sure you can feel it too you can feel the energy of shame or depression that's actually the i don't even want to say the lowest that we'll, we'll call it the heaviest because they're just emotions right so it's just a weight it's a heavier weight because if you feel into it, it feels dense like it's not moving can you feel it's very it's kind of low in the body usually and yeah doesn't move it just sits there it's heavy and so even the emotion of say anger which is above that there's a bunch of emotions and then there's anger but anger is actually moving energy because when we feel angry we're like ah and we're starting to move the energy which is actually positive because we're starting to get it out right mm -hmm. and then above that is like neutrality so above anger there's more in between but neutrality where we're just and that's like really flexible we're, we're flexible because we don't have preconceived notions about what's going to happen 
we're not in the past like oh yeah remember that time that thing so you're st the stories i think you're talking about how do we get out of stories so when we're neutral so the energy of neutrality and then above that are things like love and joy and those are of a lighter vibration so there is actually definitely like a pyramid of emotions of weight mm. yeah that helps me just to kind of understand you know when you're feeling something you can kind of instead of thinking of it in terms of like good bad or any kind of value on it just like what is the density of this emotion like what does it feel like in the body and then you know you can work with it from there yeah knowing that it's just a vibration of energy it's not, mm -hmm. not there's not a story about it right so we don't have to attach any story exactly we can say oh yeah does this feel dense does it feel heavy where is it in my body does it remind me of anything because a lot of times there's like a collection like a flavor and that's another thing we want to look at is like okay well i feel shame right now but what other emotions do i feel because there's likely more than one and then do i remember the first time i felt those three emotions together and so we're trying to find that flavor and then that's also how we do the work ourselves we can think of the flavor and then it will our subconscious mind will start remembering maybe might remember oh that first time i felt shame guilt and frustration together whatever it is we can start to move that out mm, beautiful i'm curious kind of pivoting just thinking of building a creative practice and working with people in the energy world like i love your offer suite and how there's these different layers you know like people can take your course you know you have so much beautiful free information first of all like free information that you're giving on instagram and then you have your course you have group offerings and you have one-to-one -one offerings so you have these different ways that people can work with you and i think that's such a beautiful and smart idea because some people need more one-on-one -on -one support and some people aren't ready for it yet so there's these different ways that people can connect with you i'm curious what that's been like creating those different levels and also i've never seen somebody do group energy work in the way that you're doing it and so i'd love to hear more about what that's like because that sounds really fun yeah so so I spent the last year like really, I'm, I'm a Capricorn, so maybe that might explain part of that. <laughs> but, but I spent all last year building this membership, which is the course, which is energy empowerment, mainly because that's my passion. I want people to learn the things that we were never taught. Like how can we empower ourselves by just learning very basic energy tools that mystics have used for for centuries but i just wanted to teach it in really practical ways that sort of makes sense for people now so that was like a passion project that i built while i was working with people one-on-one -on -one. and last year i was doing one-on-ones just like sort of standalone one-on-ones and i got super booked out and then i started to burn out actually so last spring i started to burn out which isn't a, a in some ways we could say I'm so grateful, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it really, if I wanted to put my best energy forward with each person and I really have to take care of my own energy. So I realize I can't do that way or it's a disservice to 
myself and my clients. So I had to revamp everything and really focus on, okay, what is my mission? What am I passionate about? What do I want also for my own life? And also, how do I get the best results for people? So it was really important to me that I had a way that anybody could come in at any price point. That was really important. I also wanted to make sure I had a very inexpensive way for people who are new to energy just to sort of dip in, learn, take some classes, things like that. And then I really wanted to be able to support people in the one-on-one. And what I really found is the people, my clients who made the biggest transformations were the ones that we were together, not just like do one and then you're done. Because what happens is the one-on-one is amazing, but it's actually what happens after that period and I wanted to be with that person during the integration period. So the way my one-on-one works now is we work together for two months to really move through it. And everybody in there has had these amazing transformations because we'll do three one-on-ones, but in between we're together because we have a joint journal. So I check in on you three times a week. So you can journal what's coming up for you. I can go in and do some clearing. We can talk about it, but you always feel supported and connected because that's where the change happens is when we, once we clear something out, what happens is <laughs> it makes way for new things, but also new things come up, right, to be cleared. So it's not really, I really, we need that time together. And I also realized what I personally loved is I really love working with somebody intimately like that is more my personality i really want to get to know you i want to spend time with you i it's i really love that so that's how i changed that and then the groups was something i didn't ever think i would do because i thought well how does that work like how with but i love the groups now and it's small it's still intimate it's only six people And the great thing is I leave it open. So whoever joins, joins. And it's, I'm not kidding. We've done like, I don't know, 25 of these. It's always the same, right? Six people get in there, sign up. And I don't know how it happens, but I hold that intention that the right people will come in and they're all working on the same thing. And even though it might be like in different ways, like maybe someone's money or getting pregnant or, you know, relationships, but it's all one underlying theme. And that's been the amazing thing. So we hold the intention that whatever comes up for you, we're also going to clear for this person over here and that. So everybody gets a bigger clearing, actually. And the group energy, it's very safe. People, you know, big crying and things come up in there because we're being very vulnerable in there, but we're all in it together to clear it out. So, yeah. Love it. That is so beautiful and such an innovative and effective way of working. Because kind of going back to that idea of witnessing someone and being present with them, like having a group of six people all being present with each other, all listening to each other's stories and helping each other release kind of that like that group bond. Yes. is so powerful and just I yeah I could see how so much deep healing could happen in that space and how it's more sustainable for you as a helper you know because I think I'm finding that too like trying to find ways to create a holistic business that feels sustainable to me so that I don't ever resent doing the work like 
Exactly. And, just, and just like enjoy it and in the like good savory like oh this is so fun I get to, you know instead of any shoulds everything's like a, a get to or a choice yeah so, yeah I think it's so fun to think of different ways we can you know as a business owner as a creative person we get to make our own reality our business is you know this really fun kind of spirit that we're working with it's like outside of ourselves or that's that's yeah. what I feel like I don't know if you have that that is that co-creation so why are we here what is my mission so getting really clear for you why what are you here what are your gifts your special gifts it's only Sarah you have a lot how do I want to share those and do I want to share them do I want to share all of them do I just only want to share part of them how much of myself, how much time, how much freedom. And then also what feels good to me? Like, do I just, I might just be a person who loves working one-on-one, -on -one, right? And that's, that's fine too, right? So maybe you would limit it though, or I don't, something, or I just love doing live, you know? So you only do those. So it's the joyful part. It's that what comes easy and natural to me. So your gifts and what brings me like, <gasps> like, oh, that's fun. And we can change. That's the other thing is giving ourselves permission as entrepreneurs to, well, let's try that. So I've really tried to embrace that of like, well, I don't know. Let's just try it and see <laughs> if I don't like it. I'll just not do it anymore. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm curious. This is something you mentioned at the beginning, but there was energy course that you took that was offered to you as a gift so that you would with the agreement that you would pay it forward. I'm curious if there's any like mentors or anyone that you want to acknowledge that it helped you in that shift. So I'm not going to name her name, which I think is super interesting that she doesn't do it anymore. And it's almost that to me though, was like, wait, like I get chills. Like she only offered this course for a very short time and mm. it was gone. And it was like, oh gosh isn't i like that just blows me away like what was that <laughs> like i mean magical like mm -hmm. oh how did that how did i get so lucky to get just right in there so she doesn't do it anymore but yeah so one of my teachers her name is Catherine schiff and she has a an amazing intuitive healing course for beginners and advanced and she's starting a new school and so that's been really amazing. Also, I'm emotion code and body code certified. So that's Dr. Bradley Nelson. He has, you can find his, where you can become certified with him on Discover Healing. So those two pieces, I have other certifications, other things that have really helped me, but those two, I think, form the basis of my practice. But the people also who've really supported me is the funny thing is I came from production, which is a lot of teamwork. And one of my fears of going solo was that I wouldn't have any more friends. Like really when I dialed it down, I was like, I'm not gonna have any more friends. And now mm -hmm. amazing friends, we call each other our spirit sisters. And this just happened from doing the work in these courses, we meet each other. And now we really support each other. So we meet over Zoom like once a month and we help clear each other out. We, and and we're always texting each other. My dog is sick. Can you guys look at that? You know, or my sister just had a baby. Can you guys help us? You know, with this. So we're always doing energy work on each other. And believe it or not, I have not met a couple of them. So there's four of us or five of us 
two of them I've never met in person. And the other two, we actually went on, we could go on trips together. We went to Salem to go look at our witch roots. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we can find community as entrepreneurs. And sometimes that community, you know, the people who support us, it's not necessarily our, you know, our teachers and all the courses we take, but also the people we meet on that journey also continue to support us as we practice with each other and support each other in our growth. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, I I can I resonate with that too. Like I work part-time in a little shop in Boulder in a little apothecary. And I think part of me is like, I can't step away from that because I love the community and being able to like talk to people and hang out and just talk to other herbalists. And so I think it's good to remember like there's always different ways of creating community. And yeah. if we want it, somebody else wants it too. And so we just create it. Yes. And the world is big. I have clients from all over the world. So becoming friends with people from everywhere is also fun and something that I didn't think of, you know, when I started. It is. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Well, Missy, as we're wrapping up, I just have a couple last quick questions. Do you have advice that you would have given your younger self or someone that you or someone best advice that you would give your younger self or someone listening? It's really to that it's okay to be yourself. I mean, that sounds cliche, but that is where the magic is is when we can really be okay with being authentic because authentic energy in our field is what brings in everything that we want. It's not a misalignment, so nothing's misaligned because we're showing up as ourselves so we attract all the perfect things for us in the perfect timing because we're authentic. The mismatch happens when we're trying, and this could be to keep us safe or there's a million reasons, but when we're trying to fit in or we're trying to be a little bit us, a little bit not and fit in, then the energy isn't really coherent and it's not super authentic. So we might get mismatched partners or friends or opportunities because our energy field, the universe is kind of like, oh, okay, well, I thought that's what you wanted because you said that or, right? But when we're authentic, and we're really speaking our truth, the universe responds. It's like, oh, okay, I see you. I get it. Okay, yeah, let's let's do it together. So it would be not to be so scared, I think, of who mm. you really are. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah, there's a flower essence that comes to mind for that. It's wild oat. So I work with a lot of flower essences that kind of just help shift vibrations. But wild oat in particular helps you find your purpose on this planet. So, Oh, I love I love that. I'm curious, something that you feel grateful for? I feel really grateful for support because last year I worked really hard and I had to undo some conditioning around asking for help. <laughs> so now I just feel so much more at ease and so supported. Family, but, you know, VAs and, you know, tech people, copywriter, you know, people who support me coaches, healers, like we all need each other. And to ask for support is actually for the good of everyone, because then I can show up with better energy for my clients. So it is better. And also when we ask for help, 
we're actually also honoring somebody else's gifts because somebody else, I heard on one of your guests was talking about zone of genius, mm -hmm. but true, right? We all have different zones of genius and we honor somebody else when we ask for help because we're likely asking for something in their zone of genius. So it's also another way of us saying, I see you and I validate you. And so I love just that I've been trying to shift that and I do feel very supported. I'm very grateful for all the support that I have in my life. Mm, yeah, that keeps coming up time and time again in the podcast is like, how, what are you grateful for? Why are you thriving in your business? And people say, I'm getting help. Like I'm not doing it all myself anymore. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm curious, how, how have you found your people to work with? Like VAs or copywriters? Cause I think for me, I just have a block in like, how do I even take that step of like finding someone? So the VAs, there is a company, I think it's called onlinejobs.org. And so my coach told me about that. And so I went there and then you have to interview and then you're just using your gut. You're just, it, it's through Zoom and you're just using your gut. Does this person feel right? So there's that. But my copywriter was an amazing story because she reached out to me because she had heard me on a podcast and she is so amazing like, I just love her so much. She's in New Zealand. So, so now I feel like I have another friend in New Zealand. And she helped me write a lot of copy for my sales pages and different things like that. And that was just, I think, because she heard me being authentic on the podcast. She was a good match for me because she, I was being myself and her being herself, we're a match. And she was the perfect person to write copy for me. So things like that, people come into you, your life or you meet somebody and then they say, oh, how about this person? So just a lot of that sharing with each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's so, I've taken a few courses on copywriting and I, it's such a fun skill to work with because I feel like words are spells, but it also is hard to do it so <laughs> it's nice to get help with that that's awesome yeah and it's just for me just like on some of the big website stuff but I write my own copy you know on Instagram that's me right <laughs> so all those things are are my voice but sometimes we need help like if we have a big like sales page or something it's like oh my god I don't know like how do I don't know how to do that <laughs> yeah that's so smart just to get support from somebody who knows how to do that yeah i'm curious something that you're excited about in the year coming up yeah actually is freedom and ease is what i'm bringing in because i think i worked so hard last year and i really had to work on the burnout and so i really took that time to craft what i wanted but when i say freedom for me that's freedom of traveling and taking my work on the road. It's freedom of time, like, hey, you know what? I kind of feel like taking a nap right now <laughs> or freedom to spend money on what I want to, freedom to be with who I want to, freedom to be myself. Freedom is just everything to me. And I just, that, that and ease, like how can we make it feel easeful, easeful and free? Yeah, just that word ease, I'm like, yeah, right? it just feels good to say it. Ease. Ease, right? <laughs> it's a great energy and mm -hmm. just like 
yeah, and then when I feel into freedom and ease, that feels also joyful. And it also makes me feel like when I get with, in front of my clients, I'm like, like I'm very pre I can be more present because I'm not tired. And so that's really important too. Mm, gorgeous. That's so cool. Any last resources that you want to mention? And how can people find you? Yeah, so people can find me on Instagram. So I'm Missy Energy Healing on Instagram. And then also my website, same, <laughs> missyenergyhealing.com. And yeah, I mean, I, I think a great place if you want to just dip into energy healing, you can join my membership or join a group healing because those, then you'll be like, wow, because in the group healings, I do get personal in that even though it's a group, I will look on each person and see, oh, there's this trapped emotion or this energy block. But also, I love working with people one on one, too. So if you really have something you want to shift and you know, I work with people of all different things. It doesn't matter. It could be fertility, it could be changing jobs, whatever it is. Just really working one-on-one -on -one is a great way also to, to shift things out and really change the direction of your life. Oh, such a such gorgeous <laughs> offerings, Missy. Thank you so much for making time to connect today. It was really so fun to just hear all your stories and you're such a beautiful light in this world so i'm yeah i'm so glad we got to connect and i can't wait to just stay in touch with you and continue to follow all of your work thank you sarah and i'm so glad you said yes to using your voice i love that story because a lot of times jumping through the fire right walking through fear is moving energy and so just you taking the action to start the podcast even when it was scary starts the momentum of moving energy and moving things out so i just love that you just did that <laughs> thank you yeah it feels it's like a constant work in progress like you were talking about like we're always evolving and things are always yep. shifting so it's fun to play with that energy yes thank you so much for having me yes absolutely thank you for being here Thank you so much for being here. Be sure to connect with Missy on Instagram at Missy Energy Healing, and maybe I'll see you in one of her upcoming energy healing circles. You can connect with me on Instagram at Time in the Studio Podcast or at Sarah Marie Studio. And I got back my Instagram account, so that's good news. And yes, it was exciting. If you found value from this chat, please be sure to share it with a friend or you could take a screenshot and share it to your stories and tag me uh, at Time in the Studio or at Sarah Marie Studio and I'll reshare your post. So thanks so much for doing that. And please, if you can, take 10 seconds to leave a rating or a view on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you super duper love the show, you can support my work through joining Patreon or you can buy tea from my shop, adazia.com. A big shout out to Aaron Travers for the show music, and I would also like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the land of the Ute, Arapaho, and Cheyenne Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm Sarah Marie Miller, and you've been listening to Time in the Studio. Thanks for being here, thanks for doing everything that you do, and may our efforts be benefit all beings. Until next time, toodaloo!